0: okay so i don't know i don't know how to start this it's been so long since we actually recorded (laughs) i only got one of our february episodes up the other one just it just kept my computer kept restarting and rebooting Mm -hmm. and so i get like an hour of work done Mm mm-hmm and the whole thing would crash and I'd have to do it all over again. Oh my god. And on average, editing an episode takes between five and six hours. Oh my god. Yeah. So at a certain point, I'm like, well, the other episode is just going to go on Patreon. So <laughs> I'm sorry that your Regency episode did not come up for <laughs> <in> February. <laughs> <laughs> Your problem child episode mm-hmm. um, but that's that's how it do. i just it makes me sad to look at it <laughs> <laughs> um dear listeners as as you well know, dear listeners uh we have not posted for a month um there was a loss in my family, which made editing and recording um not ideal. Uh my grandmother passed away on the 1st of this month, this month being March, um which was the original intention behind Danielle and I each getting our own episode so that we could have a backlog of stuff to put up so that there wouldn't be a month of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> our bad. Whoops. <laughs> um so yeah that you know the best laid plans of mice and men and podcasters (laughs) um but uh this month or this episode yeah danielle picked the theme this time which is freaking awesome what's our theme danielle modern i'm not really sure what the theme is i picked a book and you went what's your book (laughs) <laughs> I sent it to you and you went, "Okay." <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, uh, okay. It's, or wait, no, it is. It's modern. Yeah. It's just like no magic, no Yeah, just normal people. Uh, that's right, cuz I was I have something in my backlog about a biker gang. Yeah. Or a motorcycle club. Yeah. So, uh what is your book called? <laughs> did you forget its name? I sure did. No, I just, I'm blanking, and now I can't find the folder. There it is. I'm the one drinking. <laughs> right? Um, which, if you're interested, I am drinking a delightful Malbec by a wine company called Ojos de Toro. They're Argentine. Very good. Fancy. I I put grenadine and Malibu into ice and real sugar Pepsi. Ooh, See, I was going to make a, um, a born-again virgin. It's based off a cocktail called mm-hmm. a Merciless Virgin. But I was missing ingredients, and I'd have had to go outside to go get them. And I'm already in my pajamas, mm-hmm. so, like, it's yeah. not happening. Right. Yep. So, wait, what's your book? Oh, so, my book is called Truth or Beard by Penny Reed. I can see why you picked it already. <laughs> you and your thing for beards. Yeah, and it's a whole series. Oh, that's not surprising at all. No, because it's like a whole family of men. Yeah, it's a thing. Okay. Anyway, I had already downloaded like a sample of it and I was already reading it and you were like, pick a book. And I was like, this one's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how I chose that one. Okay. So it's Halloween, and Jessica, our main character, we're actually go back and forth between two main characters, but this is the first one. Mm-hmm. She is a high school calculus teacher who has been dubbed the hot math teacher. Ew. Calculus? Ew. Yeah. They don't actually go into what she teaches, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> they just mention it, like, once or twice. I wonder if they, like, just, the, the author just, like, threw a dart at a board and was like, calculus, right? there we go. <laughs> um she teaches in her small hometown of greenville tennessee and she is at the town's halloween party which is at the community center which used to be the high school when they, until they built a new one um she's there with her coworker claire who has been dubbed the hot drama teacher because they work at a high school so it's just these are their nicknames now is it wrong that i don't believe that Tennessee has calculus classes? (laughs) I mean, I know they must. Perhaps. (laughs) I know they must, but it's on that same level of like, does Colorado have a university? I've never heard that argument. Have you ever heard of Colorado having a university? Yes. Bullshit. (laughs) No, my physical therapist went there. Oh, Whoa. Or or she moved from there to go to college. I can't remember. I believe, I believe that second one more. The, the, okay, and I know that this is very ignorant and dumb, but one, I don't believe Tennessee teaches calculus, and two, I don't believe that Colorado has a university. Anyway, proceed with the hot teachers. I don't see why they wouldn't. Which they? Tennessee. Well, yeah, I can, I can see Tennessee having math classes more than I can see Colorado teaching university. Even having a university. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, your book. Isn't Boulder a college town? I thought it was a skiing town. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> well, I'll Google it. I'll Google it while you um, tell us about the hot Halloween party at the community center. Okay. It's like where the whole town goes for Halloween. Um, so she had. It's funny because she had dressed as Gandalf that day, but then for the Halloween party she uh, got rid of the robes and put on like a mini dress, so she was sexy Gandalf because she still had the hat and the beard. (laughs) Okay, so Colorado has like 20 universities, which I don't understand why. What would you study there? Anyway, sexy Gandalf. Got it. Well, orthopedics would be a big thing there. Hmm. skiing injuries it's a big thing where i'm at well i can see that did you know you had the last blockbuster yes you can buy sweatshirts there (laughs) blockbuster sweatshirts i i I need to come visit you so that we can
1: they've
0: made made part of it into like an airbnb you can have like a sleepover (laughs) (laughs) that'd be actually pretty great for like movie sleepover right Okay anyway, sexy Gandalf she's still wearing the beard in her yoga pants with her Starbucks <laughs> sure <laughs> <laughs> the goal with the costume was to annoy her her overprotective brother um, who is the deputy sheriff by the way um, and then her dad is the sheriff so like anything she can do to piss off her family yeah, yeah. Oh, but I don't see the appeal, but I was never that type either. Uh, I have an auntie that her dad was a cop, and she'll do things just to piss people off to see how far she can push it. <laughs> I love you, Aunt Kitty. <laughs> um, so they get there, and they haven't even decided what to do, and Jess sees her crush since childhood, Bo Winston, come walking down the hallway helping a little girl trick-or-treat like, room to room in the community center. And, like, it struck dumb, because that's what happens when she sees him. Like, every time. Yeah. Claire thinks that it's the man's twin, Dwayne, because his red hair is longer. But Jess is certain that it's Beau because he's smiling and being helpful and nice. <laughs> okay. Because they have vastly different personalities. Um, they have a conversation, although Jess wasn't able to really speak. Um... See, I relate to that really hard because that's how I get around that guy I was telling you about earlier. Oh, okay. Like, for a long time, he kind of thought I didn't like it. And I'm like, no, I'm just like, I, I, I either I'm going to say nothing and be weird or I'm going to word vomit and be weird. He's like, well, okay, just go ahead and word vomit. I can nod along. Don't worry. I, was like, ah, ah. <laughs> I saw something on Tumblr and it was like how do introverts flirt? And it said, eye contact. And someone else came along and said, this is so real, it's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, that's me. <laughs> I, I, with With this guy specifically, it's not so much not knowing how to flirt as it is, you know how like there's a dial where you know how to like turn it up a little bit and be a little more friendly, and you know turn it up to six, sort of I've never been good at it. yeah with with this particular guy, it's off or it's on <laughs> there's no middle ground there's no there's no happy medium. it's just like I'm gonna be really weird and standoffish and full-on aquarian, or I'm gonna be right <laughs> up on you, talking directly to you, full eye contact pisces emotional like word. <laughs> That's great. Um, so he comes over and he's talking to them, and actually flirts with Jess, and which makes her even dumber. And <laughs> me. Um, and then Claire's father-in-law comes over and like takes her to where the music is playing. And then Beau grabs Jess's hand and pulls her down a few hallways and backstage in the old theater.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Backs her against the wall, says she's been giving him hot looks. And they end up ravenously making out. That seems very sudden. Yes. I don't like that. Well, she's totally on board. Well, I, I mean, yeah. For the record, <laughs> I mean, I I can't claim that I would argue with it if uh, my longtime crush uh, did just that. So. Mm-hmm. But then she tries to get her hand out his pants, and he completely backs away and walks away, and then walks back, and he's like. I'm not who you think I am. I've always wanted you, and I can't do this without you knowing. And then a vo- a different voice cuts him off, and it's Bo looking for Dwayne. <sighs> See, if you're a twin, you should like get a face tattoo or something so that people can know the difference. Yep. Or because twins really don't look exactly alike. Learn yeah. the fucking difference between your the one you've liked for fucking ever and his asshole brother. Yeah. Who is very much an asshole right now. Yeah. Um, for, so from a distance, he asks if Dwayne wants some privacy. If he's with Tina, who is Dwayne's on-again-off-again girlfriend, and Jessica's first cousin, yay small towns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will never date someone from my small town. Ever. Never. I lived in a small town for like six months and I took some classes at their community college. There was one guy in one class that was cute. And then I found out that he was my cousin's serious high school boyfriend. Oh no. I mean, years later, but I was like, oh God, I can't live here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much a small town is always going to be I kissed the lips that kissed yours, every time. Yeah. No. Yeah,
1: without fail. Okay. Mm-mm.
0: Um. So, uh. Oh. So Bo says that they're all leaving for the lake in twenty minutes, with or without Dwayne, and leaves. And Jessica gets spitting mad. Well, yeah. Which, yeah. Um. And she starts swinging and kicking, so he like presses her up against the wall, so he can get all of her limbs. <laughs> Still, boy, you better fucking run. Yeah, I mean, what? What? The other option is to run and spread the chaos. <laughs> Definitely, the better option would have been to run.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. Um. So she calms down, and then they're just standing there quietly staring at each other. And she tries to kiss him again because she feels like it, and he's like, "Still not, Bo." <laughs> yeah, I fucking know. That's very clear. Yeah, she says, I know. Bo doesn't have to lie about who he is to get me to like him. Whoa. <laughs> Oof. That's that's a good one. That's a that's a mm-hmm. sick burn. Kitty, no. <laughs> she really wants to sit on a keyboard and stare at you. I'm I'm sorry, kitty. I'm not that interesting. <laughs> so, so so it's the end of the night and Jessica's standing at her truck. Well, Bo and Dwayne's brother, Cletus, tells her that she has catastrophic engine failure. Because <laughs> he and the twins own a garage. Mmm, okay.
1: Uh,
0: and needs a new one, because he's, he's part of the band that was playing, so he was like one of the last to leave. And I saw her standing by her truck. Hi, could you not? I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who can't see, uh, Danny's cat is just full-on perched on top of her, um, (laughs) making a nice little trail back and forth. Um, Hardly anyone is left there. Her dad and brother are on duty. Her mom's out of town with her sick aunt. So Cleus puts his coat on her, because he's a gentleman, (laughs) and leads her to his car to drive her home. But he has to make a stop first. Um, It turns out to be a lake house that he's house-sitting or something, and they're walking down to the dock in the dark, and he's gotten pretty far ahead because she stopped to listen for something for a minute, and then she starts hearing footsteps on the stairs behind her catching up pretty quickly, and then she's- at one point she's just flat out running down the stairs, but the person catches her, wraps a hand over her mouth, and just, like, lifts her off the ground. Why do so many romance novels start, like, a fucking episode of CSI? I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not on board with this. If you're a romance no. novel writer or a budding romance novel writer, don't start your books out like a fucking episode of Criminal Minds. <laughs> so she bites him, obviously. Good. She asks Dwayne, and he goes, "Jessica." And then she asks if she's if she's okay, and she like lunges forward into a hug because she's been startled. Hug! Fucking punch him! And then as she starts to, like, relax, he tells her that he's Beau. <laughs> but before she can react to that, people down at the lake start screaming. Yeah. And, oh, and it turns out he saw someone sneaking around and thought there was, like, an intruder. And later on we find out why he might have thought that. So he thought she was an intruder, and that's why he basically fucking kidnapped her and clapped a hand over her mouth to drag her away. Well, he didn't drag her away, he just lifted her off the ground. You know what? It's a short step made a to be. It really is. <laughs> so, it turns out, Cletus got to the bonfire, and because he was be- wearing black pants and a black turtleneck, he looked like a floating head. <laughs> and so, Tina, who Beau invited, started screaming, and then other girls started screaming because she was screaming, because some girls are just stupid. Well, yeah. And... Someone had to actually cover her mouth to make her stop because she's one of the stupid ones. (laughs) I mean, I don't know much about all of these characters, but I can see why Dwayne would want a calculus teacher versus someone who won't shut the
1: fuck up.
0: (laughs) Right? Um... Then Bo appears with Jessica under his arm, and Cletus must have seen Dwayne's face because he announced that they'd stay a while, and then called over to Bo that Dwayne wants to play truth or dare, because he's so very helpful. These people are all dumb. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, Tina dares Dwayne to kiss her, and that's stupid, and Dwayne dares Jessica to skinny dip in the lake with him for 15 minutes in October. Ew. No, that's too cold. Yeah. But she's like, whatever, and runs off into the woods towards the lake. Uh, why isn't the bonfire by the lake if they're at a lake house? I don't know. This doesn't make any sense. No. Um, and now Jessica's feeling territorial about Dwayne, which she knows doesn't make any sense. And she thinks he doesn't care about her because of the way he kissed Tina, her super cousin. But, like, he obviously went out of his way to lie to kiss you earlier, so, like... Yeah. Also, don't you have a thing for his brother? Yeah. Okay. But also, Jessica's not home for good. She's back home to pay off her student loans and gain teaching experience, and then she wants to go off and see the world. Okay. And so they try to get in the water, but they only get up to their waist before survival instincts kick in, and their feet won't go any farther. So they just stay in there. Toplet naked and shivering in the water. Yeah. Uh, And Dwayne tries to, like, block the wind, so she stays warmer. (laughs) Before they got in, he was like, you know, we don't have to do this. <laughs> she was like, what are you, chicken? And got in the water. <laughs> Where the fuck are you dared me. Yeah. While they're standing there, they end up talking. And he apologizes for kissing her under false pretenses. And it's like a really good apology. And while she's been away at college, he's grown up and become a business owner. And he'd like to start fresh because he thinks they're suited.
1: I didn't Sure.
0: And so her brain's like exploding now. She's like, it's probably been 15 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, let's get the fuck out of the water before the rest of your brain freezes. Mm -hmm. And then when she tries to take a step towards shore, she slips and falls sideways into the water, which is just typical. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm guessing she falls into his arms. No, but he, like, picks her back up and gets her to shore. And he had brought blankets with them because they didn't have towels. And so they sort of huddle together. Who the fuck has a cabin by the lake without towels? I don't know. That's dumb. I don't think it's their cabin, to be fair. I think Cletus is house-sitting, and they were like, cool. First to hang Either up. way, who the fuck yeah. doesn't pack a towel to go to a lake? And and they're obviously out of college. Like, they're not 20-something. Well, they're still 20-something and stupid, obviously. But, like, yeah. they're not, yeah. like, 21. Like, what? Okay. Yeah. So they're, like, huddled together for warmth. And they almost kissed, and then she pulls back and says she's not kissing him. And he thinks it's because she wants Bo. And she's like, oh, No, it's because you lied to me, and then you kissed Tina. <laughs> 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 and he asks if their own kiss meant something to her after she found out it was him, and she doesn't know. She's very confused. It's been a big day. A lot has happened. Uh, listen, all I wanted was to dress as sexy Gandalf, and a lot of shit is <laughs> come at me all at once. I have been up since 5 o'clock this morning. (laughs) And now I'm standing naked in a lake. (laughs) Yeah, and she's got one of those brains that, like, thinks five steps ahead. Right. Which sounds exhausting. It is. I don't have one of those. It's, um, it's kind of a mark of anxiety, um... Mm. Also, it's sort of a mark of, or at least I have read that it is also a mark of growing up in, like, a volatile household, where, like, you have to think five steps ahead. Oh, okay. So, um, but I know for me, at least, it is anxiety, because you have to plot out every possible way something could fail and fuck up. Oh, okay. Um, so she's like, what if they're extremely suited to each other, and they date the whole time she's there, and what if she can't leave him when it's time to leave? Um, Dwayne tells her that the kiss with Tina didn't mean anything It was a dare And then he meant what he said and he's always wanted her um, He apologizes again and they get dressed Okay um, A few days later, Claire comes to see, to Claire comes to Jessica's classroom after school To see what's going on And Jessica like makes a horrible noise and face plants Onto her desk mm-hmm. Which is always a good sign <laughs> You know, just life as usual Yeah um, Claire offers to take her to her house where they can drink wine and she can tell her what happened on Halloween. Um, she, Claire tells her that her truck has been towed to the twins and Cleus's garage. While they're driving, Claire asks all about them. Asks about them all growing up together. Um, Jess knows a lot about Dwayne, how he takes his coffee, his favorite ice cream, that he whistles the Vader theme when he works on cars. <laughs> Claire asks those questions about Bo, and Jessica is like, "How should I know?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know shit about the dude I have a crush on. What are you talking about? Right? Claire wonders if Jessica has always had a crush on Dwayne, but Bo is the safer choice. It doesn't seem to have occurred to Jessica, and she is not pleased with the prospect. I mean, that sounds like her bad, honestly. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I'm like the last fucking person to say this, but don't plan your crushes based on safety, because a crush is just yeah. a crush. You can do whatever you want with that. Mm-hmm. So Claire takes her to the garage to get her truck or talk to them about the truck. Mm -hmm. And it turns out the guys want to buy it from her because it's a big ass truck and they can use it to haul a trailer because they, um, they go and buy vintage cars and then restore them. Mm -hmm. Um, But when they get there, Jessica and Wayne stare at each other and say hi back and forth so many times that Bo asks Claire, if he can look at her truck, he heard a rattling sound when she pulled in. Yeah, that's it. And they leave. (laughs) Like, this is awkward (laughs) as fuck. We're walking away. Yeah. Also, I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. You want to go? Yeah, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, so Dwayne's irritated because they haven't spoken since Halloween. Jessica's irritated because they towed her car there. And it turns out the guy who was going to tow it asked if they could take it instead. And Dwayne assumed it was on her behalf. Uh, they're not great at talking without saying things wrong and accidentally, like, Hurting the other person. Pissing the other person off. How long has it been since Halloween? Like five days. I mean, how how are they supposed to talk to each other? Do they have each other's cell phone number? Are they friends on Facebook? Do they see each other regularly? I think they have cell phone numbers. Sorry, what? I think they have cell phone numbers. Well, no, but do they have each other's cell phone number? It seems like it. Boy, grow a fucking pair and text her first. Yeah. That's that's all I can say to that one. Like, you can, you can say hi first. Like, anyway. Mm-hmm. So she accidentally hurts him with her words. But then she goes over and kisses him. And they make out for a minute. And then he lifts her kind of off her feet, and carries her into the supply room, which shuts the door. But then she tries to undress him, and he stops, because he wants to marry this girl. And he notices the grease stain on the sleeve of her blouse, and he asks her to a movie, and she freezes up for a second, because that means, like, commitment shit. No, one date does not mean you're getting married. Right? That's where her brain goes. <sighs> and he talks to her. He's like, a date would entail eating and talking to each other. <laughs> That's all. She's like, well, okay. Yes. <laughs> fine. Um, And they decided to go on a picnic. (laughs) As Jess and Claire are walking back to Claire's truck. (laughs) I actually quoted this conversation because it cracked me up. It's between Cletus and Dwayne. And so apparently Dwayne had grease on his hands and it got on Jess's skirt when he picked her up. (laughs) Damn, Dwayne, you got big hands. Don't be looking at Jess's ass. I'm not looking at her ass. I'm looking at the palm print on her ass. Hold your hand up. I will not hold my hand up. Come on, I want to see who has bigger hands. Shut up, Cletus. I'm not going to hold your hand. I don't want to hold your hand. I want to compare our anthropic units. Quit it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, that is definitely a giveaway that y'all were up to some shit. Just saying. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, Bo comes back in, and Cletus brings up the fact that Jackson slash Jackass James, Jess's brother, (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. that's funny and all of them hate each other and once he finds out Dwayne is dating his sister he's not gonna be happy so they should he should watch his back mm-hmm. um, cause he's gonna stir shit up I mean brothers are good at that yeah um then Cletus says to let him know if Dwayne needs help being trouble in return which sort of stuns them because he's never said anything like that before he's- and they go into like a mind melt to, t- to talk to each other <laughs> 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 and Cletus hates that because he he doesn't like being left out, and he like snaps his fingers in between. Them. <laughs> like, stop that! Share with the class, please. Yeah, out loud. <laughs> um, and then Cletus and Bo leave for Nashville to pick up a car they're going to restore. Mm. Um, Dwayne stays at the garage working, and he loses track of time and is still there at eleven thirty. And a couple of local bike mem- biker gang members stop by. Okay, he's dead. His dad, who they don't speak to, is a member of the biker gang. For some money reason, his dad had the gang try to kidnap two of the kids, Billy and Ashley, during their mother's recent funeral. Like, wh- what do you mean the kids? Like. Well, they're adults, but they're grown, but two of his children. So he was going to kidnap his own children for ransom. I don't know why the biker gang wanted them, but he allowed it for money reasons of some sort. But it was his kids that he had, they'd planned to kidnap. Yeah. (sighs) People need to not watch fucking CSI while they're writing. This is awful. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Ashley was armed and managed to shoot one of them in the leg. And the gang members were both arrested and put in jail awaiting trial. Well, apparently, those two guys were the gang's mechanics. hmm Are you there? I'm here. Okay. Sorry, my computer's opening new windows, and I'm like, what is
1: happening? <laughs>
0: so just to clarify, Ashley is the twins and Cletus's sister. sister. Yeah. Okay. It's a bunch of boys and then a sister. Okay. Um, yeah, there's like six of them. Okay. So the ones who were arrested are the gang's mechanics. Mm-hmm. They run the chop shop. Mm -hmm. So now they want Dwayne, Bo, and Cletus to be their chop shop until their guys get back out and Dwayne tells them to fuck off. But their oldest brother, Jethro, used to be in the gang. He got out of it like four years ago and is a park ranger with a family friend as his boss, but he had to do something to get out of the gang and apparently they got it on film. The twins or the gang? The gang got it on film. Oh. So if they won't be their mechanics, the gang will send a flash drive to the police and it'll put Jethro in federal prison for life. They have two weeks to decide. <sighs> they leave a flash drive with the video on it with Dwayne so so he can watch it. Some people should not have children. No. Like, that's, ugh, that's disgusting. Um, Dwayne decides that when Cletus and Bo get back from Nashville, he'll only tell Bo. And if they have to be in the gang's business, just the two of them will do it. That way everyone else truly won't know anything. Um, Except it's a small town, so then, everyone fucking knows everything. <laughs> um, the next day, Dwayne goes all covert and, like, finds a pawn shop in a whole different town and pays for a, la- a disposable laptop with cash and goes off to, like, um, an abandoned junkyard he knows about to watch the flash drive. Because <laughs> hmm. he thinks it's going to be, like, serious shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't tell us what it is yet, but it says... But when Bo gets back Saturday, he can help Dwayne figure out where to bury Jethro's body. Oh, no. <laughs> um, meanwhile, that afternoon, Jess comes out of the school to wait for her brother because he's picking her up and taking her home that day because of the catastrophic engine failure and all. Right. And there's Dwayne in jeans and a gray thermal shirt. I, this, I I am, every time you say something about this book, I am not shocked that you really like it. I'm not. Because it's beards and it's Henleys and it's greasy like hard working dudes. And it's a small town which is always fascinating even if you don't want to live there. No. That's where they make the drugs. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. But like this whole book is is good old boys with beards and mechanics. Like this is so up your alley. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) But he's leaning against a 1966 Mustang convertible. And tries to give it to her. Yeah, okay. He tries to just give her a classic car? Yeah. You can't just give people cars. You're not Oprah. Also, you're not married. What gave it away? Was it the hair? Like, also, you're not married. Also, I fucking hate those commercials that are like, This Christmas, spend money you don't have on a car she didn't want. Right? Buying a car should be a, a decision made together. I would fucking kill nope. my husband if he surprised me with a car. Like, no, I want to test drive it. I want to pick out the color. Not to mention we have a shared account. This is our money you just spent, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. Um, finally, he says that her independence is one of his favorite things about her, but he would feel a lot better if she was driving something that he built. I, I think a Ford factory built that, my dude. Well, he rebuilt it. Restored it. Okay. Yeah, Um, and he's got a couple of cars, and he's not using it, so why shouldn't she use it? And she's like, is it a loaner? And he's like, yeah, sure, sure. (laughs) And they get in and sit there to look at it. Um, And she asks what he expects in return, and he looks confused and then horrified. He's like, nothing. Um, She kisses him in the front seat, and that's when Jackson shows up, using the cruiser to scare her half to death with the sireny noises. Whoop, whoop. He is not like <laughs> so displeased and wants to know just what the hell is going on. Well, we were making out. He's super not amused. Sorry? Hmm? Say that again? Oh, he's super not amused when Jessica sort of laughs and asks, What should look like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. And then he drives away. <laughs> Good. I was busy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, she ends up stopping at like a picnic area because she drives for a little while and they have a conversation about it. And he's like, so I want to date you and I want to do it right. (laughs) Which means not pissing off your family all the time. Uh, That's, uh, I mean, sometimes that's just what dating is. Yeah. Just how it be. And she's like, hold up, you want to court me. Is that what you're saying? And he's like, yeah. Which makes her happy, but... Also, like scared because she thinks that means like long term and the picket fence and a cage. <laughs> well, apparently you can still travel the world if you get married. You just do it together. Yeah, like which is infinitely safer. Yes, this whole book. I'm like, you can have both. I didn't? Why really don't you to think of this? Um. So let's see. I'm trying to determine if this part is necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! You're learning about important parts. <laughs> I'm so proud of you.
1: Um,
0: oh, so the, the day of Dwayne and Jessica's date, Jackson confronts Jessica about the date, about her outfit, which she's not dressed terribly appropriately,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, about Dwayne, and totally tramples over that thin line between overprojective and misogynistic. Mm-hmm. So when Dwayne arrives, she try- tries to pull him towards the car right away. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't let her. Jackson makes it to the door, and they exchange tense greetings. Jessica finally looks at Dwayne, and he's in, like, nice clothes. And he's holding flowers that are not for her, they're for her mama. Aww, sweet. And then, he, <laughs> And then he asks if the, her parents are home, because he'd like to pay his respects before they step out, which is adorable, and leaves Jackson kind of gobsmacked. I have never had a guy bring me flowers, much less my mama. I've had that happen once. Really? Mm-hmm. Is it nice? Yeah. I hear it's nice. Now I'm reminded of that <laughs> that uh, song from Into the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> he's tall. Is that all? Did you dance? Is he charming? They say that he's charming. <laughs> uh, I want flowers on a date. <laughs> oh, but their parents are not home. Uh, their dad is working and their mom is still with their aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, so he hands the flowers to Jackson so he can put them in water and then they go get in the car
1: Hmm.
0: Um, so they're driving and Jess says she has trouble with her brain to mouth filter on the best of days but because she's known Dwayne her whole life she has trouble not speaking her mind right away but that's not what you do on a first date what? says who? and he's like I would rather you speak your mind and I like it Okay, so I understand the idea that you're supposed to put your best foot forward when you go on your first date, but at the same time, the way things are running these days, especially with the internet, like, we've you've already been texting this person you've met for fucking ages, and also, if I'm gonna drive someone off because of the way I speak, I would rather get it over and done with on the first date. Like, I'm too fucking old yeah. to be pretending and putting on some farce. Like, no, this is me. Get me a beer and some chicken wings and we'll talk like adults. Perfect. Right? Also, please, please, please don't wear a t-shirt and jeans to a first date at a nice restaurant. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I went on a date with a guy who what he wore were, okay, jeans and sneakers. Cool. But they were those... Awful, chunky, clunky New Balance sneakers and jeans that wow. were way too big, and his shirt. He's like, "Yeah, I got it for free at a tech convention. Like, do you even know what the company does? Like, no, it was just a free T-shirt. Like, those are shirts you wear at the gym. Those are ch- exactly, or to clean the house. Like, not on a first date at a nice restaurant. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, my dad gets shirts all the time. Yeah, he does not wear them on dates with my mom. No. <laughs> Because 90% of the time the free t-shirt you got is hella scratchy and it's not comfortable and it makes a better cleaning rag. Anyway, he's dressed nice yeah. and she does, <laughs> and she's not being honest and upfront on a first date, which is the time you should be honest and upfront. Well, except that she's saying all this out loud to him. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. She's like, I'm conflicted. <laughs> He's like, no, I'd rather you speak your mind. I like it. Like, girl, I have seen you naked. This is not the time to be acting shy and worried about what's gonna come out of your mouth, considering my tongue was down your throat like a week ago. <laughs> uh, okay. So it's a, and now she isn't sure when to tell him that she plans to leave in a few years. And so far, all she has is not yet. And I'm like, gee, there's no way this will go badly. Yeah. But yep. Well. So, yeah. That would have been before first date information. Yeah. Or at least on first date, during first date information. That way nobody, mm-hmm. like, got too involved. Yeah. Okay. So I hike to a picnic spot.
1: <laughs>
0: which sounds awful, <laughs> to be honest. I swear, the kitty, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking, I was talking with someone recently about the dating apps around here and all everyone's activities, all the guys, it's hiking, rock climbing, snowboarding, skiing, gym. The, there's nothing inside. No, it's weird. Like I don't, I, nothing. find one of your dumb friends to go do dumb friendship with. Yeah. Your partner does not have to be into the same things you are. No. Like, if your partner likes to go fucking hiking out in the woods for a week solid with a shovel to bury his shit, he can do that with his dumb guy friends. Yeah. Like, I I I support you in your hobby, but I'm not going to take part. Mm-hmm. Take a friend, take the dog, that sounds great, I'll see you in a week. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's a week to myself. That's great. Yeah. Don't you read? Don't you do anything that isn't... Right. Can you outside do you have any homebody activities at all? Alright, so she's yeah. uh, lying about the fact she's going to bail in a couple years. What next? Oh, yeah. Um. So, oh, so he sets up the picnic. Mm-hmm. And, like, doesn't let her help. So she's playing balance beam on a log. <laughs> okay. And he goes to lift her down and says, You are a siren that doesn't need to sing. That's pretty smooth. And then... Yeah. And then she gets her arms around his neck and they're off to the races. (laughs) (laughs) And they're laying on the blanket and they get about half undressed and he sort of comes back to himself and stops again.
1: (laughs) Oh my
0: God. And she's like, oh my God, this is frustrating. (laughs) I'm just listening to it and I feel the same way. Like, oh my God, will you just fuck already? It would probably help things along. Um she sort of puts herself back together and goes over there and he says that doing this right is important to him. And she feels kind of bad for having pushed and enjoying the effect her clothes were having on him.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, and he says that he wants to know her and wants to be known. And she realizes that she's going to have to tell him. So she does. Good. Um, yeah. That she has really strong wonder lust and always has. And so they have their picnic and he looks sad and, I mean, at least she fucking told him, and it got out of the way early. Yes. Um, so his brothers get home and ask how the date went, and end up telling him that everything is temporary. Seize the day! <laughs> the fuck is the matter with you? Carpe fucking dia, man. <laughs> um, and then he waits for Cletus to wander off, like, hours later, after they all have dinner at a bar, so he can tell Poe about the biker game mechanic issue. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and the flash drive. Mm-hmm. So they go out to, like, a shed in the backyard. And I'm like, Cletus is smarter than all of you. Why is this? <laughs> this? this kind of, I think it's weird that you went into a shed in the backyard. Yeah, Cletus sounds like the only catch out of the trio. <laughs> um, so they go into problem-solving mode, and Dwayne thinks that if they can get all the copies of the video, the game won't have any leverage. He doesn't think they're sophisticated enough to use the cloud, so their copy is likely on a computer at Headquarters,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the best way in might be Tina because she's one of the girls that hangs around and kind of fucks whoever wants her, which is glamorous sounding. Uh, d- d- she, um, she's probably on drugs. Yeah, that's um, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's sad actually. Um, yeah, but she's clever and could probably do it without getting caught. Mm-hmm. And they would just pay her because she's always short on money. Desperate, desperate. <laughs> I am really desperate. That was a video. Um, Jethro was installing traps, secret compartments, in cars that had a lot of requirements to open. Like, you put the front passenger seat all the way forward and the driver's seat all the way back and have the defroster on and then the thing will open. (laughs) Like, there's a whole bunch of things so that not just anyone can find the secret compartment. Like, you have to know the sequence to get it to open. Okay. Um, and he's showing a client, and then the client tells him that he's going to use them to transport drugs and hide them from the police, and Jethro gets really mad and yells to off-camera that he didn't sign up for that shit, and whoever's off-camera yells back that if he wants out, he'll install the traps like he's told, and then he does. Right. So, they've got it on camera. Um, oh, after they saw each other, the late Tina told Jessica they should get together. They were best friends as kids and whatever, and- Jessica thought Tina was just being nice, but then she actually called her, mm-hmm. and it turns out Tina just wants to stir shit up and find out about Dwayne and <laughs> whatever. But um, but she's really pretty, and Jess goes home and has been like sad about Dwayne because they didn't set up any more dates. And <laughs> she takes a shower, and while she was in there, her cat pushed his litter box in front of the shower door, so that she stepped out and fell. Ew! Which she does like once a week. What a dick. Just try try to kill her. (laughs) What a dick. She just keeps feeding him. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And when her brother gets home at like 3 o'clock in the morning, she's up watching TV and wants to know what's wrong. And I guess he's easier to talk to when he's dead tired. Um, And she basically wants to know why someone would break up with someone who looks like Tina to date her. And first he rolls his eyes like it's obvious, and then he's like, let me put it this way. Have you ever seen someone and thought to yourself, whoa, he's hot, I'd like to screw his brains out. And then you talk to the guy, and you realize someone already has. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Himbos. No, no, not himbo. Himbos are wholesome. Um, Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've known a couple guys like that Where like, I thought they were really hot And then I talked to them And it just all went down the toilet The second they opened their mouths Just like, "Mm, no, you're a No substance in there You're like a marshmallow Yeah, I think it would drive me nuts to look at misspelled things For the rest of my life I just can't, (laughs) I don't think I can do it (laughs) You know, I've met some people who are exceptionally smart, but incredibly vacant. Um, mm-hmm. So they don't spell things wrong, but if you say, hey, did you remember to bring drinks? <laughs> I brought my water bottle. Like, brawl. <laughs> bra. I invited you to the oh party, I asked you to bring drinks, and you brought your water bottle. Um, <laughs> cool. You should be very, very specific with that person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Tina's cute but an idiot Mm -hmm. and a shit starter. She's only interested in, like, drama and attention. Uh, Say that again from the start. Oh, she's only interested in drama and attention. Yeah. Um, (sighs) Jackson doesn't like Dwayne but admits that he and his siblings are smart and someone with a brain can only take so many conversations about nail polish and who's dating who. First of all, you can talk about nail polish, who's dating who, and intellectual things all at the same time. Just saying. Yeah, but not with her, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> not with Tina. as <laughs> <laughs> um, friend Claire is acting as the reader and acting asking why her travel plans don't allow for any kind of companionship. Thank you. Thank you, friend. More heroines in romance novels need friends to say you're being a fucking idiot, he can go with you, dumbass. Yeah. Dwayne does. His brothers are always being like, You're so stupid. (laughs) Just do this. That that to me has always been the most unrealistic part of a romance novel. Like, people have friends. And even if they're not friends, they have people that they talk to. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. I know, it's the weird, it's this weird time of year right now on the West Coast, for those of you who don't live on the West Coast, where the temperature is always wrong. Yes. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter where on the West Coast you are, it is always too hot, too humid, and too cold all at the same time. <laughs> you can't open a window because it's too cold, but you can't have the windows closed because then it's too stuffy, and either way it's humid. My neck is sweaty, but my feet are freezing. Yeah. Like, I'm... Oh. Oh, God. It might be perimenopause. Oh, no. Or premenopause for you. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not excited about that. I did just get a new hormone source. Mm. A new birth control. Right. So... That could be part of it. I am uh, waiting to finish bleeding before I put my birth control back on, back in. Mm. Um, But I'm also (laughs) finally down to my target weight. So I'm like, do I want to put it back in? I'm not seeing anybody. (laughs) There's no reason for that. (laughs) So I I might just go without for a little bit longer. I'm going to open a window. Keep talking. Okay. And Jess doesn't really have an answer for Claire. And they just sort of breeze past it, I guess. I don't have anything else written here. (laughs) <laughs> i'm like no i keep going <laughs> i guess just um, to plant the idea in her head probably so that someone asked her the same fucking question we've been asking her from the start mm-hmm. um jess and Dwayne run into each other at an event one of those town things and uh he proposes that they date for a year that way whether she leaves in one and a half or two and a half years she can leave with no attachments you don't have to date for a year to find out if you're compatible. First you date for three months yeah. to see if you even like him enough and then at nine months you re-examine mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, she almost offers to put her travel plans on hold, which makes her realize how much she really likes him and scares her a little. Um, she counters that because it's right before Thanksgiving, they have a six-week trial period and then start the dating year on the first of the year. He's like, sure. The worst? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, So he picks Jessica up for their second date and her dad is home. So they meet and talk and whatever, and then he takes her to a middle of nowhere dirt racetrack where he races his cars. Okay, and it's like it's like a big event. There's a ton of people there and a bunch of other racers and food trucks, and it's like a thing. Yeah, derby racing is um, pretty big in rural areas, uh, especially if it's in between. If like there's a bunch of little towns all around each other, the big one, the bigger of them, will usually have like. A racetrack oh, okay it was a, it was actually a thing uh where i grew up that there was a cool. derby um one of my best friends uh sam she's in our our group chat uh she was she is super into like cars and racing and stuff like that oh cool um yeah um but like everyone knows him and she's like this is weird. <laughs> There is nothing wrong with enjoying being arm candy. Like, let yourself be yeah. arm candy. It's fun. <laughs> All you have to do is stand there and drink. It's great. <laughs> so they watch until the end when a couple he knows comes over to sit with Jessica and he puts his racing gloves on. And then she's like, oh, no, this is not happening <laughs> And he's like, it'll be fine, and walks away. Um, but then she sees that he knows what the hell he's doing, and apparently he's never lost a race. Nice. Um, so she runs up to him at the end, and by the time she gets up there, her anchor has turned to, like, need, apparently. So she's horny. Yeah. First she was pissed off, but now, now she wants some some racing of a different kind. Yeah, and he actually had to talk her into letting them, him drive them somewhere more private. <laughs> She was just so overwhelmed by a desire. Yeah. Um, He finds a place and she climbs in his lap. And then um, he tries to pull her sweater dress off, but it's like super tight. She winds up looking like an angry kitten in a straight jacket. (laughs) (laughs) How old are these people? Real quick. Like 30. Gross. I'm not sure. 27. Uh, uh, which? De- what kind of degree does she have? Teaching. Okay, so a teaching certification is usually only two years to get. So if she, if she went directly into college at 18, mm-hmm. and you count the two years first teaching certification, that's 20, and then four to five years... For your actual bachelor, she's only like 24, 25. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, unless she delayed it, but like, do they ever say the ages in the book? Not really. Well, it makes a lot more sense now that they're just 20 something and stupid and horny. Mm-hmm. Because I gotta say, like, once I turned
1: 26, okay.
0: I was not as immediately horny over everything. Like, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'd rather crochet while you go masturbate in the bathroom, okay? <laughs> Like, that's great. I'm glad you're horny, but I'm not. I'm watching TV (laughs) and taking care of yourself for a couple decades now. You can handle this. (laughs) I believe in you. (laughs) Walk it off, champ. That's the greatest thing to say to a dude when they're horny and you're not. Just like, walk it off, champ. You got this. Specifically, the walk it off champ. They're just like, not fucking (laughs) playing. How oh, Not do this to me. This is so rude. <laughs> is <there any> <laughs> yeah, I did. Now go do some laps. <laughs> anyway, she's a pissed-off kitten in a straight jacket who's also horny. Yep. <laughs> so he just pulls the sweater just back down. <laughs> Why would you try to take it off her? Just like ruck it up, take her panties down, and it's fine. There's nothing wrong with having yeah. sex with your clothes on if it's a quickie in a car. Especially if it's a quickie in a car. Don't fuck with me like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh, but he um, didn't want their first time to be in a car, so he just uses his hands on her. Oh, my God. Which, I mean, totally worked. I mean, yeah, if, it's, if you know what you're doing and you're focused on the task at hand, there's nothing wrong with it. And it says, the next morning, Jessica and her father are sitting in church... <laughs> That's not awkward. Right? A few, a few rows be- behind four of the Winston boys. Mm-hmm. Um, then her dad wants to talk to Dwayne because they're all there. Right. And um, Dwayne tells the sheriff that today he's teaching Jess how to change the tire. And the sheriff is like, you should teach her to, ch- to check the fluids and change the oil too so she can teach us because they don't know how. What? Well, and it's also a way to make sure that's what they're doing that day. <laughs> I mean, I guess. See, I, I kind of feel like the author maybe didn't grow up in a small town, or maybe they did, and their small town was very different from my small town, because I can say mm. for sure that uh, none of me or my friends this was never a conversation that happened when we were picked up for a date. It was always, "Make sure she gets home in one piece." Yes, sir. Like <laughs> that was it. That was the extent. It was usually around date three or so that, like, any of them met my parents. Like, actually met Mm -hmm. and talked to them. Mm -hmm. And my mom takes a sick pleasure in terrifying them. (laughs) She loves it. She loves it. My dad, he doesn't have to bring out a shotgun because mom has already uh, killed these boys with her eyes. (laughs) Followed by, wow, I can see where you get your, like, your, uh, your, um temper your death stare <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what it is. My sister has one of those. Mm. Okay. She had one as a toddler who would scare people. Well, you know, sometimes people need to be scared. Um anyway, to this fantasy uh small town, leave it to be their beaver style
1: Andy Griffith <laughs> bullshit.
0: Uh-huh. Um so they're hanging out at, at his garage. Mm-hmm. Um and they talk and learn car maintenance and end up dancing to a mix CD. And uh, she tells him that she's going to try to be more respectful of his wishes to take things slow. And then he sort of devours her on the hood of her Mustang, which has been (laughs) at the shop since their picnic date. Just, just, uh, there's nothing wrong with fucking someone before you're like officially dating. Okay. Can I say that? Right. Because you want to know that one, you're sexually compatible. Can you stop? packing uh-huh. my yarn and you, you want to know that like it's not going to be awkward and horrible and weird and like you can you want to know that you can communicate during sex too like do you know how many guys i've dated that get fucking pissed off and like pissed off because you suggest hey why don't we bring in a uh, marital aid for this because uh what you're doing not working because they weren't listening the first 15 fucking times you said hey this isn't working mm-hmm. now there's cat spit on my yarn. anyway <laughs> they're making out on the hood of her mustang yeah um oh they go out for pie and it's so busy that jess ends up going into the back to get their pie because she worked there in high school uh-huh. While well, she's back there at repo um the gang leader well i thought he was and then I, later i found out someone else was and he's like the assistant manager <laughs> Not sure what to call him. The second in command. Yeah, lieutenant. The um. Eh, never mind. I had it. It was gone. <laughs> Supervisor. Um. No. Anyway, repo.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. a bunch
0: of his guys come in. Uh huh. And repo and Dwayne are arguing quietly when Jess comes back out with pie, and repo kind of looks stunned. And she asks if she knows him, and he says no, but that he knows her mama real well. But, like, speaks to her in a soft voice, and it's weird. Creepy. Dwayne asks Jess, yeah, Dwayne asks Jess if she would get them to go containers. And once she's gone, Repo is mad that Dwayne thinks he's good enough for her, or he thinks he's trying to get in good with the sheriff, so they'll take it easy on Jethro. And Nah, dude, I just want to get laid with a cute girl who's smart. (laughs) All for me, buddy. Yeah, this has nothing to do with you. Um, he has three days until he has to give Repo an answer, and Tina won't answer the phone. Just texts them to come to her work, and neither of them feel like going to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone will. Okay, right. Um, after two days of almost no contact, Jessica shows up at the Winston's front door with groceries to make dinner for all four of the men, and holding a pie. Why not? She had Claire dr- We had Claire drive her, and then drive away before she knocked, so she'd be stranded. Oh my God. Some women are ridiculous. That's unnecessary. Stop, stop manipulating people and just talk to them. Right, straightforward, transparency. We like transparency. Can I say this? Yeah, transparency is a good thing. Absolutely. Um, when no one answers, she goes around the back and finds Dwayne at the grill. At first, he looks panicked, but then kisses the life out of her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're standing there, gazing into each other's eyes, and someone says, "Is that pie?" <laughs> Was it Dean Winchester? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Dinner's already being made, so she's staying and then coming back tomorrow to make her dinner. And then it's requested that she bring another pie for tomorrow. <laughs> and Twain's like, she's not bringing you more pie. Her own pie. <laughs> and she's like, I don't mind making more pie. And he's like, if you make it for him now, they're going to think you're going to make him pie all the time. <laughs> Every time you come over, you're gonna have to pay him with the pie to get into the house. Yeah, um, oh, so the two of them go on a walk while dinner's being prepared, and Jess manages to explain wanderlust or far-sickness. She wants to live in a place for a while and really experience the culture and then go somewhere else and live there for a while. And, what? Sorry, I was, uh, looking at a dating profile, and this dude's ideal first date started with a morning jog! What the fuck? A morning jog! Followed by maybe some weightlifting and then grabbing a smoothie. No. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. I was horrified and I had to share this. I mean, I know it's good for you, but at what cost? (laughs) Don't settle for boiled potatoes. I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. What the fuck? Why on earth? Why would you want to meet for a morning jog for a first date? That's awful. Ugh. What happened to pie? (laughs) Right? Meet at a dinner and have pie. And then an earlier answer is, like, what do you order for the table when you're out with friends? Whatever I want, because I like to share what I like. And honestly, I'm not trying to cater to everybody. Oh, my God. I bet you don't go down on people either. (laughs) Anyway. Is all of you from the 50s or just some of you? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Pie. We were talking about pie. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was so horrified that I had to share this. Yeah. <laughs> so she manages to explain wanderlust or far sickness. Mm-hmm. And she wants to live in a place for a while and really experience the culture and then move to somewhere else and really and live there for a while. Um, that is a very... And Dwayne starts to understand. Huh? I was going to say, that's a very specific kind of person. Yeah. Um, Dwayne starts to understand and it's the first time Jess has ever truly felt seen. Because her whole family's always been like, yeah, that's a weird phase. Like, not, they haven't taken her seriously her whole life. Right. Um, She hadn't realized how lonely she was with no one to share her dreams with. And then she realizes that she loves him and it doesn't weigh her down, it makes her better. And I'm like, how long has it been? Since they were children? Well, that's true. Um. Oh, he. then he asks if she's read the Odyssey and if she remembers the sirens. He explains that the sirens didn't inspire lust, they inspired a bone-deep longing so that the sailors would rather die than live without them. He understands that the Wanderlust, that's her siren song. She asks what his is, and instead of answering, he just kisses her and then keeps walking. I think So it's her, but I think he, so. she doesn't get it. Sorry, say that again? So it's her, but she doesn't get it. Yeah, I think someone wanted to be a mermaid when they grew up. <laughs> his, their mother was awesome. His, She was a librarian. So he expects smart women. Yeah, so they were all, he and his siblings we're all expected to read like so many books a week and like good ones. Right. And whatever. And so they, they're smart, um, even though their dad was awful. Well, everyone makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people make five mistakes in a row, and those are called children. Oh my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Babies do fix relationships. Right? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so after dinner, Dwayne drives her home but turns off onto a forestry road. Mm-hmm it turns out he and billy his brother the two of them sometimes need some time to themselves like the others are fine being surrounded by people <laughs> but the two of them like well they'll have to go off and find a place to be by themselves right not together but like separate and uh and a few years ago they built a tiny hunting cabin together and didn't tell anyone else about it <laughs> So Dwayne shows it to her, gives her a key, um, and promises to take her out there when they have a weekend free. So she gets home, and she's all happy. And her father tells her that her aunt has died. Oh, damn! And that's where, that's where her mom has been this whole time, right? Um, taking care of her aunt, who's been sick, right? Um, there was chemotherapy, and then dialysis. Mm-hmm. So like, they're off the next morning, and he already called her boss. And um, but then he tells her that her aunt left her everything the farm the house several million dollars because she had patents for several things
1: uh-huh.
0: she's like what the fuck because it's just her it's not both kids it's just jessica i mean everyone has a favorite as much as you say oh i love my children the same oh i love my nieces and nephews the same you're foolish you know it you don't you know you have a favorite <laughs> everyone has. my brother was driving me home recently and i said I'm worried that the others can tell that I like her better. <laughs> yeah. And he said, he said, everyone likes her better. I mean, I, she's the most well behaved. Well, is she the oldest? Yeah. Well, that'll come with age, but I, I was my grandma's favorite.
1: She's always been well behaved
0: though. Yeah. No, yeah. No favorites happen. Favorites just happen. Yeah. You can't help it. Like you, you yes, you have to love. Well, You don't have to love all of your family members, but in theory, you get along with all your family members, and you do have to love them all, but you have ones that you like more than others. That just happened. The important thing is to make sure that the kids don't feel like you like one more than the others. Yeah, yeah, because when I go back east to New York uh, to visit family, I will make sure to take the older girls each out on their own day, into this, oh cool! Like I'll take uh, the eldest one to a bookstore, and I'll take the second eldest to like a video game comic bookstore, and I'll take the oh, third cool. one to a fabric store so she can touch all the soft things. Ooh. <laughs> each get their own special cousin day. That's awesome. I try. I try. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she got everything because she's
1: favorite.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, meanwhile, after he dropped her off, Dwayne and Bo have their meeting with Repo and nine of his guys. Apparently that was necessary. Um, they convince Repo that it would be stupid to run a chop shop out of their own garage or out of any of the Wraith's properties. Uh, that's what the gang is called, the Wraiths. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've been scouting properties and need until January 1st to find a place. They're given until the second week of December. They're just stalling mm-hmm. until Jethro gets home. <laughs> so they can kick his ass and get his input on what they should do. <laughs> just call him! Well, he's, he's not reachable where the fuck is- he's in the forestry service they uh, mm, they still have phones sort of it's like a satellite phone for emergencies <laughs> yeah i have an auntie who worked in the forestry service do you know what she had a fucking cell phone <laughs> do you know what else they have ranger stations with real phones Right? Okay. Um, Oh, it's the week of Thanksgiving and Jethro gets home in two weeks. Plus the guys are going to see Tina the next night. Mm -hmm. And I have wanted to call her Ruby this whole book. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's... Because she's no good for anybody. Maybe that's her stripper name. Maybe. Um... The next day, Dwayne accidentally leaves his phone in Bo's glove compartment and then finds it after work, and he's got four text messages and three voicemails from Jess. He calls her and immediately offers to fly out there, which is very sweet, but very dumb because they've got all these meetings (laughs) and important things happening, and Bo's looking at him like he's nuts, but she's surrounded by people, so he asks if she can call him later. Right. Uh, On the way home, Jackson stops their car for just to mess with them, (laughs) And asks if Dwayne has talked to Jessica. And then when he's told yes, he asks, so you know about the money? Yes. He's just not reacting at this point Mm -hmm. and saying he knows everything. Mm -hmm. Then Jackson explains to Beau that their aunt left everything to Jessica and she's leaving right after Christmas. Dwayne manages to not let his face react to any of it and Beau gets them driving again. Mm -hmm. At nine, Jess says that she has something to tell him and he's ready with a not happy response. But then instead of that news, she tells him that she loves him. That she's in love with him. His heart sinks because the only reason she wouldn't leave as soon as she had enough money is him. And he doesn't want to be the one to make her give up her dreams. Motherfucker, you have enough money to buy two plane tickets. Yep. This is how you know they're in their 20s. Yeah. And I'm like, share your feelings and let her make up her own mind. Right? She's a grown woman who pays taxes and votes. She can decide if she wants to take your stupid ass with her to fucking Venice. Mm-hmm. Also, she might decide she hates being in a place after, like, a week. And, like, yeah, okay, I'll keep being a tourist for the rest of my life. That sounds fine. Yeah. So he doesn't say it back, even though it's how he feels, and says they'll talk when she gets back. What a douche. I know. A couple days later, she calls him, and he doesn't answer, and never calls her back. What a double douche. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The next day, Dwayne and Bo go to the strip club that Tina works at, um, which isn't as bad as it sounds, because it turns out it's run by their, like, high school friend, who went and got a business degree, and came home and opened a strip club. (laughs) You know what our- (laughs) To the embarrassment of his parents. (laughs) You know what our awful fucking town needs that makes all the drugs and has a biker problem? A strip club. No, that's the other strip club. Oh, there's more than one? This is the nice one. (laughs) Apparently. Okay. (laughs) Um, Bo is like, Dwayne, you're going to have to bullshit some charm. (laughs) And Dwayne is like, I don't think I can do that. (laughs) He's never been able to do that. And so he decides to be honest and flatter her a little by saying they need her help. And it doesn't hurt that he kicks Bo out so they can talk. And Bo takes up role of bad cop because the twins are a well-oiled machine storming out with, we never should have come here. She can't be trusted. So now Tina's eager to prove that she can be trusted. But she can't be. We know this. We know she can't. We haven't even actually spoken to her, but we know she likes to stir up shit, and we know she can't be trusted. Yeah. You can't trust junkies. It doesn't work. No, not till they've been in rehab for at least- Not until they've been sober for at least a month. Oh, so get this. Mm. It turns out Aunt Louisa was Jessica's birth mother. Well, that would make sense why she left it all to Jess, but how come Jess didn't go to visit her- her aunt in quotations when she was sick they weren't close she went and spent a couple summers there doing like internship type stuff and she stayed in the maids quarters and was introduced as staff to people and like they didn't need together and it was she just kept her arm's length whoa it was weird yeah to like protect her maybe Huh, this is weird. This is overly convoluted. It's like the author wanted to write a Regency romance novel, but was like, nope, I want cell phones. <laughs> oh, and Aunt Louisa didn't divulge the identity of her birth father. Is she and Dwayne fucking siblings? No, we never do find out. who. I, I assume we find out in a, a different book. I hope so. I hope they're not siblings. I also have a very strong feeling about it. By the end of the book, it'd be it'd be way too Mole Flanders if they were siblings. No, they're not siblings. Okay. Um. And it turns out Jess is leaving town after Christmas to make arrangements for the estate, not to travel the world for the rest of her life. Okay. Does Dwayne the dumbass ever find this out? Yes. Okay. Later. Fucking douchebag <laughs> Dwayne over here. Yeah. Um. Jessica and her mom drive one of Jessica's new cars back to Tennessee together. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought they were in Tennessee. Oh, her aunt lives in Texas. Oh. Okay. So they all flew out there and then drove one of her cars back. Because she didn- still doesn't have a car. <laughs> now she has like a full garage of cars. So like I think yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, oh, so the night they arrive back home, she can't sleep. So she drives out to the little cabin in her very expensive sports car on unpaved mountain roads. That sounds reasonable. I mean, if you know how to drive, it's not that hard. You just have to be aware yeah. of where your tires are yeah um and there's someone in there because the fireplace is going mm-hmm. and all of a sudden she's just furious here he would pursued her quite seriously made a plan to court slash date her for a year has been taking things slow because she's special offers to fly to houston when her aunt dies and then when she tells him she loves him he just says nothing and then ignores a phone call i mean yeah yeah her brain explodes a little bit and she silently makes her way up to the the door mm-hmm. and then mutters to herself like a crazy person while she looks for the key he gave her which is actually pretty funny and as soon as she finds it the door opens and sleepy Dwayne is standing there in jeans truly surprised to see her and she yells i'm not drunk <laughs> <laughs> That's an important, hey, that is an important clarification to make it is good job <laughs> not drunk. I'm just going to yell at you in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, she punches him in the shoulder and then starts yelling at him and he pulls her inside and then she starts like hitting and kicking at him again. Right. (laughs) Apparently he's a cat when she's mad. And, uh, oh, so he's got her like, he's holding her like back to front. Mm -hmm. That's impressive that he managed to get behind her. Yeah. Um, and asked her to calm down, which makes it way worse, because don't tell an angry woman to calm down. That's the worst thing you can say. Don't tell a calm woman to calm down. Don't tell a woman to calm down at any emotional state. of No. That's a good way to get your ass kicked. Yeah. Um, she starts digging her nails into his arms and scratching him. So he spins her around and knocks her backwards onto the bed and then, like, holds her down there. So she can use his arm. So he can use his arms to hold down her arms. He's just like full on dead, waiting on top of her, <laughs> yeah. hoping she'll tuck herself out. <laughs> and after a minute, the fight sort of goes out of her, and then the hurt under the anger bubbles up, and so now he's got a sad woman on his hands with like tears in her ears. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So now he's holding her face and kissing her forehead and cheeks. Stop kissing me! I'm angry at you! And then her neck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's absolutely on board and ends up climbing on top of him. But then she remembers all the times they do this and he stops them. So she stops at first to find out where this is going this time. Uh, And he pulls her back, saying, just give me tonight, and goes to town. (laughs) Good. Yeah, and instead of trying to figure out what that's supposed to mean, she just lets her brain turn off. And then they fucked. Yay! (laughs) Finally. How far are we into this book? So far. It was like 70% by then. (sighs) That's a lot closer to done than not. Can I say that? Yeah, it is. Okay. So afterwards, Dwayne asked her how she got there. And she says she has a car now. And asked where his car is. Apparently he wasn't himself last weekend. Raced at the canyon anyway. And wrecked it. Um... And he assures her that he's okay, and then wants to fuck her again. But first she wants him to know that she's mad that he ignored her call last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> he says he feels bad about that. She wants him to promise that he'll never do that again. And he says that as long as they're together, he'll always return her calls. And she's like, no way, you return my calls in trouble dead. <laughs> and he actually gets up out of bed and they have a big ol' fight. He reveals that he knows she's leaving after Christmas, which leaves her with a huh face. She corrects him, and then realizes that he just slept with her thinking she was leaving quite soon. He says he's calling off the trial period so she can do what she needs to do, which is leave. Uh, Thanks. She's like, didn't you hear me? I was gonna say, thanks for making my fucking choices for me, asshole. Yeah. She says, didn't you hear me? I'm in love with you. Why don't you ask me to stay? And he says, you don't ask someone you love to give up on her dreams. And now she's left gaping like a catfish. <laughs> I, I swear to God, it's like these people don't realize that you can buy two plane tickets to the same place. Yep. Even if it's just going for like a week or going for a month. Like, you know you can come back, right? Yeah. I don't think they know that. Um, Dwayne says he'll be fine knowing that she's out there following her siren call. And she's like, why are you like this? <laughs> And he takes a minute, and then he finally says, because when you have a father who is a selfish bastard, who takes what he wants whenever the fuck he wants it, the last thing you want to do is to be without honor. So he's removing himself from the equation. No, dumbass, you're part of this equation. You don't just do the homework that you feel like doing. You have to do the whole thing. Yeah. pemdass Yeah. So she thinks of a Hail Mary, and she's like, truth or dare. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? Like, <laughs> but- Dare, and she's like come with me thank you because thank god I this is how you can tell they're 20 something and stupid oh my god (sighs) (laughs) for those of you who can't see Danielle which is pretty much everybody the level of frustration on her face is like I can I I feel nervous because she can only see me, and I can only see her, so this level of disappointment and frustration, I know it's not directed at me, but I feel it. No. <laughs> God damn. It is very amusing, though. Um, He thinks that sounds amazing. That sounds perfect. And then he remembers how messed up the family was when their sister ditched them. But you're not ditching! You're just going for a minute! Yeah, um... His brothers can't run the garage with that workload without him. His savings is all tied up in the garage, and he's too proud to live on Jessica's aunt's money. Be a sugar baby. So instead of voicing all those concerns, he says that he can't, and he leaves. Instead of talking like a person. Like I said, this is how you know they're 20-something and stupid. Yeah. So now he's walking home mad, and because it's not his style to get drunk an hour before dawn, he decides his best bet is chopping wood. (laughs) For his frustration. But then he sees Jethro walk up to the house, and now his anger has a new target. (laughs) Jethro's like, did you miss me? And Dwayne punches him in the face. (laughs) I mean, that is is an answer, but also... You know, you wouldn't have to angrily chop wood if you just voice your concerns with your partner. Like a normal person voices concerns with their partner. It's called a discussion. Yeah. Anyway. They have a fight and they're making a mess of the living room when Cletus interrupts them, furious, standing on the stairs, hands on his hips, loud whispering down at them, What are y'all thinking? Making a big ruckus at five in the morning. Making a mess of things. On Thanksgiving. Today is turkey day. Plus, you know Billy needs his beauty sleep or he'll be whining at us until dinner. I don't want to listen to that swill on my day off. And besides, you interrupted my quiet time. (laughs) Can y'all take this outside? (laughs) So so they apologize and promise to take it outside. (laughs) He says, and now you owe me pancakes, Dwayne Faulkner and Winston. Blueberry pancakes. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) That's not a bad payment. Mm-hmm. And, and to the reader, Dwayne says, I didn't know what Cletus did during his quiet time, but Beau seemed to think it was yoga. Yeah, why not? So on the porch, Dwayne tells Jethro about the video, and he didn't know about the video. He asks, and Cletus doesn't have a plan? And Dwayne explains that they're keeping him out of it to keep him clean. Jethro explains that Cletus installed the traps, and Jethro took credit because Cletus is really clever and better at wiring. Oh. He says, do you think I'd be able to install those contraptions? Do you, Did you see how they work? You have, to, you have to wire them just so, where they won't open unless the car is off, but the keys in the ignition, and the seatbelt is fastened, and there's a hurricane in Florida, and no beer left in the fridge, and everyone's favorite dessert is banana cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> On a vernal equinox with the blood of a righteous man. You need 12 virgins. Has to be 12, because if it's 13, it won't work right. Yeah. <laughs> no butt stuff, that counts. So they clean themselves up and then they clean the living room up, and Dwayne makes a whole mess of blueberry pancakes. I'm like not shocked at all that you love this book because it's a man with a beard (laughs) who's sturdy and wears Henleys and makes blueberry pancakes and chops wood. Yeah. With a bunch of like sibling dynamics because that's what I have. (laughs) It's it's funny sometimes. It's frustrating as fuck sometimes, but it's funny sometimes. And also, you want to beat the shit out of them in the living room. I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then 10 minutes later, you're making pancakes together. <laughs> While someone else takes the blame for the fucked up shit that happened. <laughs> Everybody gets up for the day and they tell Cletus what's been going on. He says there's nothing to be done because he did it years ago. It turns out if you inform the police when it happens about the traps, <laughs> that's what the compartments are called.
1: Right.
0: Then it doesn't make it legal, but like your hands are now washed of it and it's up to them. Oh. like You've done your part. Nice. You've reported it. Um, and he says there's nothing to be done because he did it years ago. And then he explains that he informed the police without them knowing. And they're like, what? And he's like, well, you know how I repair the mail sorter machines at the police station? Well, he does that for three counties. Oh. And it's like a volunteer thing he just enjoys because it's machinery. Um, yeah, I have a neighbor who, his wife was actually my librarian in uh, elementary middle school. And he volunteers mm-hmm. to mow the cemeteries. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some people volunteer to do some strange things for the county. <laughs> It turns out letters get stuck and unstuck quite often, and sometimes he'll find letters that are years old. He slipped a certified letter in with a stack of old mail found during a service call that was then put in storage unopened. He knows the box and shelf number. He even has a receipt for the certified letter. He included pictures of the cars, bin numbers, and the sequence for opening the traps, and a copy of all the documentation. mm Um So they're all immensely relieved. Mm-hmm. And then Cletus wants to know why Dwayne still looks awful. And the whole story with Jessica spills out. And Cletus and Bo offer to buy him out of the shop. And he's like, what? And they're like, we don't want you getting even grumpier for the next 20 years. You're going to (laughs) be fucking awful forever. They're like, that was terrible. You realize we can just hire someone, right? Yeah, exactly. If we like them enough, they can buy in. And then they own part of the shop. Good. Um, And then Cletus tells Dwayne to call off Tina because her services are no longer needed. Mm -hmm. Um, After school the next Monday, Jess is writing a letter to Duane at her classroom desk, and Claire comes in, asks her what's wrong, and Jess falls apart for a while. Right. Um, Claire says she's taking her to her house for the night. On the way there, Jess gets a call from Tina that keeps cutting out, but basically Tina's in trouble, and needs Jess to come get her at the biker bar. That sounds like a trap. Sure does. Claire grew up there because of her parents, Mm -hmm. who she hasn't talked to in years. So they stop at her house for two guns while Jess leaves voicemails for her dad and brother and then texts them what's going on, because they're not answering. They get there, and they're talking to Repo, waiting for a couple guys to bring Tina out, because he's like, go get Tina. He's like, fine, we'll just send her out and have a good night, because he likes Jessica. Sure. And, yeah, and, uh, and the guys come back out without Tina, pick up Claire and Jess, and haul them off into the bar on the head guy's orders. Um... Repo's following along behind them, yelling, none of this shit is necessary. And that's when Dwayne, Beau, Jethro, and Cletus drive up on their way to refuse the job offer. But, like, late enough that no one sees them. Right. Um, And they try to, like, haul into the place, but are stopped and then frisked and escorted in to the room the girls are being held in by Christine, Claire's mother. Repo is there, and so is Razor. The head guy, who turns out to be Claire's father. This is... How come nobody has a normal fucking name? Because, like... I don't know. I, know. I My dad was a biker. He knew plenty of bikers. They have normal fucking names, you know? Like, Troy. <laughs> and Pat. And fucking... Shit, what was my right? friend's name? Jeffrey. Like... <laughs> they have fucking normal names. It's not all T-Bone and Razor. Like no, sometimes it's just Rich. It's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> sometimes it's Rick. Like A friend of mine lives in New Zealand and in their little town when Pokemon Go came out, they petitioned to get one of the stops at their biker bar. <laughs> and I <and> got one. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Just to talk to more people. We <laughs> were like, it's in here. <laughs> we need more people. <laughs> um, Dwayne explains that their answer is no, and then explains why.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then Cletus explains that the police don't know that they have the letter, but if one of them makes a phone call, they will. Or if Razor murders any or all of them, the police will find the information in their house, I guess. Um, Razor says they can go, but someone is leaving with a souvenir. Dwayne knows this means he needs to cut someone up with a razor blade, a design, or maybe his name, usually on the person's lower back. Tramp stamp. Yeah. He volunteers, and then Bo says it it should be him, and then Jethro says it really should be him. Razor is like, you guys want to discuss this and get back to me? (laughs) Somebody has to make a choice. People don't usually volunteer for this. (laughs) Um, Claire says that no one is getting cut up today and pulls her gun. And then Jess pulls her gun. Sure. Christine is like, you didn't frisk them? She's my daughter. Of course she's armed. How the fuck did you know that? Yeah. Okay. Claire says they're all leaving and there won't be any retribution. Razor considers and then concedes because he still has a soft spot for her. He's kind of impressed that his daughter pulled a gun on him. Right? Good job. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm proud yeah. of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: claire leads the ball out through a shortcut through the cellar jess hands her gun to jethro so he can cover the guys and they all peel out after the guys taught Dwayne out of following just to the truck at warp speed because there's no time almost home jethro texts claire and she says jackson is meeting them at his injustice house and claire is staying the night with them
1: mm-hmm.
0: the guys offer to j- drop duane off there and he's like no i don't have a plan They convince him that that's stupid. And the next thing we see is him throwing pebbles at her dark window. She comes to the window but couldn't see him. So he climbs the tree next to the window. While she has a minor heart attack about it. Uh, He climbs into the window and kisses her to get her to stop talking about medical insurance. (laughs) Because she's talking the whole time that he's doing it. About how he's going to break his neck and make her watch. (laughs) Um, And she kisses him back for a minute before they end up talking about their day. It turns out Tina set up Jessica, who was bait for Dwayne, mm-hmm. when they didn't need all that because Dwayne was on his fucking way there to talk to them. <laughs> Don't text and drive, man. <sighs> um, he explains the parts of the trap story that are his to share. And then he explains that he needs to go with her on her travels. She offers to stay in town during the school year and travel during the summer, and he refuses to compromise her dreams. She asks about his dreams, and he says, you're it. You're my dream. Ugh. God. And there's more, and it's a whole, aww, thing, but I'm not doing that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for sharing us that. Um, Claire is overjoyed, and Dwayne kisses her, and then starts undressing her and touching her, and Jess is like, my mama is downstairs. Claire is next door. Jackson is somewhere in this house on high alert. So be quiet. But yeah, but ultimately it turns her on, and they have sex in her parents' house. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, she lives with her parents. Where else are they gonna? Well, I mean, I suppose the cabin. But like, yeah, you're already there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Later, they're trying to fall asleep and wind up talking. And he asks, "What's wrong with her?" When her face does something, and she asks if he can see in the dark, and he's like, "I'll answer when you answer." <laughs> It turns out they have a weird genetic thing where they can just see in the dark. I mean, I have pretty—I have decent enough night vision, but they see like it's like daytime. Um, it honestly depends where I am and the location I'm in. Which, for all that, I'm fucking blind. <laughs> <laughs> I can see in the dark real good. Oh, I had a two-hour eye appointment the other day. Mm-hmm. Yesterday. Yeah, you sent, me, yesterday. you sent me pictures of your eyes. They were, like, freaking massive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, So she tells him that Louisa was her mother and kept her at arm's length. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess one day she just showed up at J- to Jessica's parents and said she was pregnant and was going give to give the baby up for adoption, but wanted to see if they wanted it first. Mm-hmm. Jessica's feeling rejected and abandoned, and Dwayne helps a lot by help, like, talking through it. and um, She tells him that there's no escape now <laughs> from her. Mm-hmm. And He says good and promises to always take her calls. Oh, fucking good. You guys are going to be traveling yeah. together. You need to be able to communicate. Yeah, well at this point it's more symbolic. Right. At Christmas, Jess was worried about seeing Ashley because she's coming home for Christmas. But they had a great time and found out Ashley's moving home. Mm-hmm. um and then Dwayne takes her to the cabin that night and Dwayne says to have sweet dreams and she's like half asleep and she's like i'll dream of us like this i'll dream of home and he's like is this place home she's like no you are oh my god the cheese that's the end of the book that's it's that's some straight up velvita. straight up velvita right there Mm-hmm. It ain't easy being cheesy. <laughs> okay. That's that's not a bad little story. It's got some decent tropes. You know, we didn't have to worry about a dragon prince falling out of the fucking sky to fight witches. <laughs> um, that's true. Uh, uh, w- would you read the next one? I want to read, like, each family member, each Winston family member has another book.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I would read the Cletus one because <laughs> he's hilarious. He's so deadpan and so funny. Okay. But also clever. So I would read that one. Okay. That one is called Beard Science. <laughs> oh my god, you and beards. You and beards. Yeah. Oh, they all each one of them has a beard. All the oh, Of course they do. Of course they do. It's a series. Um okay, on a scale of 1 1 to 5, what would you rate this? How many beards would you give this book? <laughs> Um, like three. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Oh, it's not bad at all. Okay. Because some of the storyline was like, "What is happening?" But but a lot of the conversation around it is so funny. <laughs> I I thoroughly enjoyed reading it. Right. Not on the keyboard, like asshole. The- <laughs> Sorry, Bubba decided to do a big stretch and was like, just fine until he twisted and started to fall. And I was like, no, <laughs> I know what you're trying to do, asshole. <laughs> okay. Um, do you, what would you say are your major critiques about it? Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. Is that because there's too many things that annoyed you about it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was your favorite thing about it besides the beer? The funny conversations. Sorry, say that again. The funny, the funny conversations. Okay. Okay. uh Cool. I'm. I'm glad you enjoyed your book, and I'm glad we were finally it. <laughs> there it is. I can say I've been waiting for most of our recording session for that.
1: Key. <laughs> <laughs> she's like
0: oh now i get to sit on the keyboard i see how it is she looks up like what what do you want? <laughs> what you always tell me to go away when you have the laptop out <laughs> um i never get to sit on the keyboard oh my god i just realized we skipped the intro <laughs> um well dear readers or listeners thank you for coming back to us after a month two month oh two month long hiatus <laughs> Oh, no. uh, my name is Tasha and I'm Danielle and you've been listening to and then they fucked fuck yeah <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure what we're doing then. <laughs> I, I it's been a long time since we did that it's fine I'll fix it in post um okay be sure to wash your hands uh wear your masks vaccinated does not mean that you are no longer a carrier um yeah, you're absolutely a carrier. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so just because you have your vaccine doesn't mean that you're not transmitting it to someone else. Um, California actually just opened, they're opening up vaccinations for people 16 and older on April 15th. So nice. I'm going to go uh, stand in line and hope that my New York driver's license doesn't fuck me over. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but wash your hands, wash your masks. Uh, don't look doorknobs. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Uh, w- I don't check our comments on iTunes, so don't leave a comment because I'm not, I'm not going to It's it. <laughs> That's just not it. Um, we don't have a social media account yet. We're uh, an email oh, yeah. address. We'll get on that eventually. I'm sure. I could set up. You could always, you could always make us a a hashtag, hashtag attf podcast or something. I don't know. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anyway, we love you. Be good. Try not to fuck shit up.
1: (laughs) Yay! Bye. Bye. Bye.